This is the Rabbi Patrick Podcast, episode 19, Heretical Kindness. I really appreciate the number of people who uh, have emailed or uh, just let me know that you really liked the last class that I did, uh, the one about finding meaning in ordinary life, um, and that the podcast that I did on that was really good, that you really liked sort of being able to get a sneak peek into something. Um, And so that is what I am repeating again this week. Uh, only this is about my newest class. This is heretical kindness. So the question is, what does it mean to live without God? Yeah, I'm going there. What does it mean to live without God? Or, as, as people have said in the past, to be a heretic, right? To believe in a God that is not good and powerful and loving and watching out for us. What does it mean when we have lived that kind of theology and then hit a brick wall and feel like that just doesn't work anymore? Heretical kindness is what this is all about. So this is a sneak preview of that. Uh, got a lot of things to talk about in the next episode. I'm going to talk about Richmond, Virginia, and how cool this is, and all of the gigs coming up where I'm going to be talking about different things, um, including this um, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, Really, really exciting things going on here in Virginia, and I want you to take part in that. So here is Heretical Kindness, and I will see you next time when we learn a little bit about what I'm doing here uh, in the former home of the Confederacy. Shalom and welcome. This is Rabbi Patrick, and this is going to be a really fun, interesting, amusing class. God willing, we are going to go in a really interesting direction and probably do something that is going to be surprising, which is we're going to talk about being heretics. So I don't know if you're like me or not, but you would think that being a heretic is not something that a religious person would want to do. However you may define religion or spirituality, just with other classes uh, that I have done in this series, um, this does come from a Jewish source. However, I think really this could uh, be incredibly valuable for just about anybody. So let's dive right into it with Talmud which doesn't exactly uh, sound that fun. But uh, we're going to have some Talmud, uh, we're going to do some Torah, we're going to talk about Baal Shem Tov, and eventually you're going to hear about why we should be heretics. So let's start with the Torah part. So you should have your worksheet in front of you. You should have four parts to it. Heretical kindness. Let's start with rejecting God in a non-kosher way. So the quote here from Psalms, from Tehillim, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They have dealt corruptly, they have done uh, abominably, there is none, no one that does good. 
And this is in Psalms 14.1. Uh, it's also in uh, repeated in 53.1. So let's go through this. So the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. This is not necessarily a, uh, a quote about atheism. Atheism isn't something that really exists in this time. Although I will say uh, there's a teaching that the Romans and other cultures believed that Jews, the Israelites specifically, uh, were uh, atheists uh, because their notion of the divine was something that was so far beyond uh, the sort of idolatrous understanding of what divinity was. Um, so, but this, this quote in Psalms is not about atheism. Uh, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God, meaning uh, there is no sense of reward or punishment. There's no sense of uh, a cosmic figure who's watching over me. Uh, perhaps in a, a more universal sense, what is being said here is there's no consequence to my action, um, so I can be whatever I want to be. There is no God, meaning there's no meaning to life. The fool has said in his heart, uh, I can do whatever I want, and it's inconsequential. They have dealt corruptly. They have done abominably. Uh, there is no one that does good. So what the writer is saying here is uh, this kind of person, this prototypical person who rejects the idea of there being some moral arc to the universe just does whatever he or she wants, uh, that it is a rejection of God, a rejection of the, the idea that there is any sort of inherent worth to life other than what we can extract from life. Let's look here at Numbers 14.11. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will this people despise me? How long will they not believe in me for all the signs which I have wrought among them. So these people are the peoples who have left Egypt, who have left slavery in order to go into a promised land. Um, the numbers is saying here, uh, is, is saying uh, about God talking to Moses about how no matter how many signs God shows, no matter how many miracles are in uh, the wilderness on the way to the promised land, uh, the Israelites are simply just ignoring all of it. They still have this sense that this isn't going to work out, uh, that no matter how many amazing things that happen, manna from heaven, all of that kind of stuff, uh, they somehow despise God, and it's really that they despise life, uh, the kind of uh, struggle that comes with freedom, where you have to make life for yourself instead of having life made for you. So the Lord says to Moses, how long will this people despise me? How long will the Israelites uh, just assume that everything is for naught? And then here we are in Deuteronomy. Uh, and you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, and with all of your soul, and with all of your might. So this is a commandment uh, in the book of Deuteronomy, which speaks to the previous two uh, three, if you want to count the fact that this first verse is repeated, or this first uh, uh, writing, I should say, is repeated, uh, about uh, what it means to love God versus rejecting God. Deuteronomy here is saying, uh, you shall love the Lord your God. So that means don't despise God. It means don't say there is no God or that uh, God is impotent or powerless or whatever the case may be. 
So uh, in that way, if we want to use sort of the word kosher in a way, meaning approved or the right thing to do, um, it is not kosher to reject God. We have it here. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. You are foolish uh, if you don't trust God. Uh, in this uh, middle passage here, how long will the people despise me? I've shown them all these signs. So it goes back to that sense of foolishness. And then finally we get to the positive commandment of you shall love God. So rejecting God is not kosher. And that is that. Thank you so much. You can download that class for only $3 on darshanyeshiva.org, and I will see you next time.